0: Welcome back to 10 and 20, the official podcast of the Battle of Franklin Trust, where we talk about interesting aspects of Tennessee history in roughly 20 minutes. My name's Brad.
1: And my name's Sarah. If you'd like to order one of our podcast t-shirts, you better do it soon, because we're about to have a brand new design, a brand new color. So if you want to get the ones that we have now, get them while they last. You can go to our website, boft.org slash podcast to pick them up.
0: Today we are interviewing Chip Huffman, who is the commander of one of the local chapters of the Sons of Union Veterans, and we're going to talk about the upcoming anniversary and illumination of the Battle of Franklin. So yeah, Chip, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in historic preservation?
2: Uh... Lived here in Nashville for nearly 30 years, saw signs around Nashville, uh, around Franklin, didn't really pay much attention to them. Saw a book on television one day, an artist talking about his book, The Confederacy's Last to Raw. And I was fascinated, got the book, and realized that all this happened in my backyard nearly. So I just, I was just fascinated by, by the whole thing and started going to different round tables and different organizations to hear speakers, just trying to learn. The more I learned, the more I became involved, the more, the more it was fascinating to me. So it's just evolved over the last 10, maybe 15 years. I don't remember for sure.
0: And so from that, did you start digging into your own family history?
2: I did. I did. uh, Especially uh, Sons of Union Veterans, of which I'm the commander of the uh, Nashville chapter, which is actually called the uh, Fort Donaldson Camp, uh, Camp Number 62, Sons of Union Veterans, although we meet at Fort Negley. It's a little little confusing, but it's the local mid-Tennessee. There are two camps in Middle Tennessee, uh, Camp 62. Camp 64 is out of uh, Murfreesboro. Uh, but I started following that, that camp going to meetings because they had speakers just to again, learn, and then started digging in, assuming that I, since I was born and raised in Ohio, I assumed that I had ancestors. Eventually found that my great, great grandfather had enlisted with a company F of the 104th Ohio volunteer infantry, 104th OVI, uh, He 104th was here at Franklin at the uh, right near the cotton gin. Part of the troops are the ones that broke when the Confederates broke through. Uh, My grandfather was not here. Uh, That's a long, complicated story. He was not here at that particular time. His brother had also enlisted with him in the 104th. He had been sent by the uh, by the army to Kentucky, to Indiana, to Illinois. I I got his national archive records, following what had happened to him during his service. Apparently, he was good with horses because they kept sending him places to to commandeer horses to bring, to uh, to the South for for the for the war here in the Western Theater. He eventually must have been good enough that he transferred to the teamsters. The the men who drove the wagons. And he was uh, assigned to, to the end of the war with the 23rd Corps ammunition train now i cannot find in the records that he was here in franklin but since the 23rd corps was here i would assume they brought their ammunition train with them so i assume he was on one of the side side streets here waiting for the bridges to be fixed so they could hightail it for nashville
0: well since you mentioned i didn't realize that your ancestor was in the 104th so Mm
2: -hmm. You're yes. familiar
0: with the statue we recently yeah. unveiled? It,
2: uh, they, were, they were in Company F. I was there for the reveal because Company <laughs> F was the company that the... Uh- Lieutenant, I've forgotten his name now, that, that, that had the dog. Daniel Stearns. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Stearns yeah. was So for, for our yeah.
0: listeners, because we haven't really talked about this much, sure. just yeah. recently at Carter House, we unveiled a statue of a dog named Harvey, mm-hmm. who was a mascot of the 104th Ohio Volunteer Infantry.
2: Yes, Harvey the War Dog.
0: And it's a really yeah. cool story because this regiment loved him. There's quotes of them uh, of his owner, Daniel Stearns, walking him up the battle line and has been giving him a pat on the
2: head. And, sure. You know. But- Pictures, many pictures are, are show the dog.
1: Yeah, we don't want to give away too much though, because I have a feeling we're probably going to do a podcast on Harvey relatively oh, soon. Wow. So a little tease there. A but little yeah, tea. that's cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's cool.
2: Um, but so
0: then, how did you get involved with? Um, let's, let's talk about your memories of the Illumination. Here.
2: Memories of Illumination. I've been to almost everyone for the last, I, I don't know how long they've been doing it, at least 10 years. Mm. 15, maybe? I feel like 2006 is the, yeah,
0: name, I, is the number that comes yes. to mind. but I,
2: I think so. Mm-hmm. I think 2006 was the first year that they actually put 10,000 luminaires out. And I don't know if that was the one over here at Carnton. But it was in a field. I have pictures of it. It was absolutely breathtaking yeah. to see that many in one field.
1: Yeah, it was on the field right outside here, to the- next to
2: the cemetery. Next absolutely the cemetery. amazing. And they had they had a a, a speaker stand with uh, some people portraying people that were in the battle, uh, with uh, music. They had some uh, Civil War era bands. It was just it was just a breathtaking event, and I, probably one of the first ones, if not the first one.
0: And what do you think, I mean, what, what for you is the reason that you want to keep coming back and participating every year?
2: Just to remember um, the thousands of soldiers that died, wounded, or were lost here at Franklin. It's amazing, so many people that live in this area, are like I was 10 or 15 years ago, really don't realize what went on here. This, uh, this charge here was a lot bigger than Pickett's charge at Gettysburg, although everybody knows about Pickett's charge at Gettysburg. People are just now starting to learn about the Confederate charge against the Union Earthworks here at Franklin. It was an amazing, amazing feat, uh, amazing bravery, uh, and, and a horrible loss of life. Uh, by latest estimates, roughly 10,000 casualties at that battle. Uh, that's that's amazing to think about, and we need to not forget our history. We need to not forget. We need to be here. We need to remember the illumination is a perfect way. We discussed earlier uh, working here at, at, at Carnton, and after a while, sometimes you don't really pay attention to what's going on. All of a sudden, illumination and the reading of the names from the front porch of the uh, Carnton plantation uh, just really bring it home. And the candles last year, the luminaires inside the building, with the uh, Confederate uh, Confederate uh, guards stationed around, was just wow. Yeah. Uh, wow is the only mm-hmm. term I can mm-hmm. think of.
0: Right, yeah. Right mm-hmm. before we started recording, I was mentioning that you know sometimes when you give tours here, like Sarah and I do, mm-hmm. and, and you've been working here for a few years, you can be in the house and it you know it's it's routine sometimes. Not sure. that you yeah, forget yeah, about you it, mean, but it's just life. routine. Mm-hmm. But then. Those days where you see it in a different light, literally a different light with thousands of luminaries all over the place, it makes you stop and think about it again. And those moments are kind of kind of cool.
1: Well, that's why I think for everybody who lives in Franklin, we, when we live here every day, we sort of forget everything that has happened. Uh,
2: I travel the United States in my line of work most, most of my life. And everywhere you go, if you go to Colorado, the people who are born and raised in Colorado don't really appreciate the mountains. We go there and we're in, in awe. You don't appreciate what's right around you because you see it every day. But this, the illumination, the march that we do, uh, the living history that's being done—I guess this uh, year—just brings to everybody's attention exactly what happened here. Let's
0: start with the march for a second. Sure. So, so what is involved in that?
2: The march has been going on for about as long as the illuminations. I don't really don't know. Um, Every every year on the thirtieth. This year, we're lucky that the thirtieth. And Saturday coincide because you do the illumination on the thirtieth always the march is always on the Sunday closest to the thirtieth because we feel that we get more more people this year since it's on Saturday, both of them are happening the same day it's a great day for people to see uh, see some living living history, maybe run over see the march, and then come back in time for the illumination. But what happens is that uh, the uh, local Sons of Confederate Veterans chapter uh, leave from Winstead Hill, where the Confederates started their attack on the Union entrenchments here at Franklin on November 30th, 1864, and they walk in uniform, and they also have quite a few uh, uh, ununiformed supporters that walk with them. Uh, they walk up Columbia Avenue, as the Confederates did, toward the Carter House. Uh, my camp of the uh, Sons of Union Veterans meet at uh, Pinkerton Park, which was part of Fort Granger. A lot of people don't understand that there was more than just the fort up on the hill. That whole area was was uh, where Pinkerton Park's at now is where the soldiers who manned the fort, where they where they lived and stayed when they when they were manning the fort. So that's. Fort Granger, uh, Pinkerton Park. There we meet there, uh, much smaller group, obviously of Union Union supporters here in Tennessee. But but we leave from there with a Franklin police escort and uh, walk the streets. And we get to the Carter House just before the Confederates get there, uh, uh, keeping it timed as closely as we can. And uh, we go we go into a formation and and do a salute. Uh, uh, as the Confederates march by and salute back, it's a uh, it's a march of reconciliation. The war is over. Uh, we respect our Confederate brethren, uh, and as much as they respect us,
0: it's interesting because yeah. I mean, years after the war, that's what a lot of those, a lot of the older soldiers, mm-hmm. once tensions die down a little bit, they they reunite. Mm-hmm.
2: Together, we, to sure. we
1: have we have pictures of reunions at car house with both sides. Yes,
2: present. we do. There's there's tons of pictures of of the two veterans side by side. The war is over. The United States is great. Let's let's all let's all move on. So this is a march of uh, of reconciliation.
0: This year, I am. I think we're anticipating a big turnout because mm-hmm. not only is it a Saturday, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, it's also the Saturday right after Thanksgiving. True. So as long, I mean, if people still have their families around. Sure, you know, as long as the weather is even a little nice, I think people are going to come
2: out. Yeah, we have droves. we have family uh, coming in that have expressed an interest in staying over till Saturday and and uh, and coming over for whatever they can of the, all the events. I mean, it's an all day all day event with lots yeah. to see and lots to do, lots for the kids to, to enjoy. Uh, yeah. The living history is amazing, and that the living history starts in the morning or yeah,
1: it starts at nine. So when mm-hmm. we open, it'll go till probably about an hour before we start closing down the house for putting out the illuminaries, things like that. So we'll have a number of different people here. Like right. Uh,
0: yeah, we, we have a be- bunch of different things planned mm-hmm. that day. We have a battlefield tour with Eric, mm-hmm. our, our boss, at sure. five, 5 or 6, 5 a.m.
1: I think it's 5 a.m. It but was early. That. I, saw, I saw there And another Jackson,
0: one at yes. 8 a.m. And mm-hmm. then throughout the day, mm-hmm. we have reenactors here at the sites. And then we have the ceremony starting at 4 at mm-hmm. Carnton. And then open houses at Carnton and Carter House for two hours. After that,
2: just just amazing. Uh, if you miss this, you're missing a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful time and a chance to, to learn history. And bring your kids, bring your children. About two o'clock is when the Confederates are stepping off mm-hmm. from Winstead Hill, and the and the Union the Union soldiers are are stepping off in uniform uh, from from Fort Granger. Uh, And there will be, like I said, there'll be a lot more Confederates than there are union, but there'll be uh, all, all uniformed soldiers on both sides. Both sides will also have quite a few um, civilians in Mm -hmm. civilian clothes uh, both sides will have some beautiful ladies in hoop skirts and uh, period skirts and period period. Uh, it, it's just going to be. It's just the whole day is just beautiful. And then back over here for the illumination. Right, the march will be done just in time to get back for the illumination. Yeah,
0: it works out that if you want to see everything, there's plenty of time to. Sure. So, and and last year the weather was threatening. It it seemed like it was going to be bad, but then we ended up deciding that rather than putting all the luminaries out in the fields, we were going to put them in the houses, and it was spectacular it was
2: i was here for that it was spectacular it was very very different but i didn't know how it was going to be but it's chance to look inside you know these beautiful old homes that were here during the battle and then to go in and have the luminaires there and the confederate soldiers standing guard it was uh it was a little breathtaking no it was a lot breathtaking i agree (laughs) well anything else you'd like to add before we finish up i just uh Anyone that would like to come, I think the Confederate uh, camp has said the same thing on their Facebook page, but anyone that would like to come walk with either the Confederates from Winstead Hill at two, or the Union from, uh, Pinkerton Park, just below, um, Fort Granger, that'd like to come and walk with us in support of the soldiers, are welcome to walk. You can also line up near the Carter House for the uh, for mm-hmm. the reconciliation ceremony. Absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous uh, time and a great learning experience. Bring the kiddos.
0: Do you have a, a website or anything that, or a Facebook page that promotes what times you're doing?
2: Yes. Um, uh, it's SUVCW. It's a Facebook page, SUVCW-4. Uh, Fort Donelson, Camp Number Sixty Two, I believe is. That. I'll look it up oh, to yeah, be I'll sure, I'll and we'll plug it link, into yeah. our. Algae. Great, excellent, right. excellent. Yeah, that'll all the times will be posted. I do not know the Confederate link there, but there yeah. is a Confederate link as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yeah. for having me.
1: Yeah, we're very glad that you were able to come. Thank you. Thank you, to Chip Huffman, for coming on and telling us your reflections about the illumination if you would like to learn more about that march again look up fort donaldson camp number 62 sons of union veterans online to find out the times and the specifics
0: and if you want to learn more about what the battle of franklin trust is doing that day as well as to figure out how to book tickets for some of those specialized battlefield tours just head to boft.org slash events Follow 10 and 20 on Instagram at T-E-N-N-I-N-20 Podcast, 10 and 20 podcast on Instagram, or send us an email at podcast at BOFT.org.
1: And listen again in two weeks.
0: Thank you so much for listening.